We're going to do one of my favorite parts of retreat, (laughs) Um, our resource recommendations. You guys make your way on up here. And I want to, if you've been on retreat, how many of you have been on retreat with us when Marianna's done the resource? Yeah, so she's... She's our resident, really smart person, <laughs> avid book reader, book lover, and um, just defender of truth. And um, she just has a great passion to um, give women direction and the pathway to always the Word of God. But then, the, you know, there's surrounding resources and, and books and websites and all kinds of stuff to, to strengthen and, and encourage us. So she's going to go through some of those today. But something so sweet this year. Okay, so Marianne, this is my twin sister, Marianne. Yes. (laughs) Not the same person. No. Not the same. We have so many funny stories we could tell you about how people see one or the other. My husband's name's Dave. Her husband's name's Dave. They both have really big mustaches. We both have daughters that do worship. But I have to say, it's broken now because Rachel had a boy and Ashley had a girl. It's ruined. So... But we still love each other. So it's fun. It's exciting. This is Ashley, a.k.a. Muffin. And they are mom-daughter teaming this weekend to do the book reviews because Marianne's been a very good mom and has left the heritage, the passion, the drive in her daughter, Ashley. And um, I have seen posts of Audrey, little Miss Audrey. Um, do you guys have that? you going to show something? Yeah. Okay, well, I won't spoil it. <laughs> It's, it's going into the generation. So please welcome Marianne and Ashley. Hey, ladies, how are you? Is there enough coffee in the world this morning? No. It's really exciting to be here with you and, always, as always, a little bit terrifying, but especially for Ashley. It's a lot of it. And I love the whole thing about the watchword being prepare because we were real prepared. And you know, sometimes technology is not your friend. As Ashley found out yesterday when all her notes were wiped. So now we have a journal. And the Holy Holy Spirit. So that's what we'll be working from today. But again, like Yvonne said, we just have um, the heart behind our list. You know, kind of the, the why and the how is just to help you find material to supplement your daily Bible reading in your time in the Word. And if you think about your, your spiritual diet, and if the Word of God is the strong meat, the high protein, the main part of your entree, books and other resources are the condiments and the side dishes to those things. And just like when you go to a buffet, there's some healthy food choices and some not-so-healthy food choices and some things you definitely should stay away from. Unfortunately, we find the same thing in the world and even in the Christian bookstores a lot of times. So we need to be um, really equipped to be making good choices for our spiritual diet. We compile the list by reading tons and tons. We pray and pray. We read some more. We throw some stuff away. Um, We get some recommendations sometimes from pastors, their wives, and some other ministry leaders. And I'm just going to tell you that not every book on the list is going to be for everybody here. There's lots of different flavors, kind of different writing styles, different topics that may or may not apply to you. But all of them have been found, previewed for doctrinal content, found to just in the fundamentals of our faith, to be found solidly based on the word of God. And if you don't like a book, that's what Ashley's here for. You can speak to her about it. So with that, we're going to start our book reviews, and you're up. I don't know how she convinced me to go first. Well, actually, she didn't. She wrote it, and it just sort of happened that way. (laughs) 
Okay, so first on our list in your, is this devotions? Yeah, in your, no, de- Christian no. living. in your Christian living section, sorry, it says devotions. You can blame my mom for that one. That was her. Okay. Is 100 Bible Verses Every Christian Should Know by Robert J. Morgan. Oh, All right, so this book was really interesting because it made the point that in an age of technology and smartphones, the need for Bible memorization seems kind of obsolete. You think, oh, if I need a verse, boom, I'll just bust out my smartphone. And I do that all the time. If somebody asks me where a verse is, I don't stop and think, you know, when was the last time I read that? I bust out my smartphone. (laughs) And it's a lost art, and it's really a lost discipline that the Lord desires for us to have. And Mr. Morgan, in this book, goes into the importance of Bible memorization in our daily devotional lives. And I love this quote. He says, It allows God's word to sink into our brains and permeate our subconscious thoughts. It saturates the personality, the soul, and stockpiles the mind. And I love that, that when you have those scriptures memorized, it's in your subconscious and it pops up in those moments when you need it and you know it's better than your smartphone it's in there and it's ingrained in you and on your heart um in this book we he has his list of 100 most you know important verses to memorize he has side notes on their importance he goes into their deeper meaning and how it applies to our lives and our understanding of them and then he provides quick tips on how to memorize if you aren't a person who's naturally good at that he explains different ways to help you and grow you in that Um, and to cultivate that habit of scriptural memorization, um, which is huge for me because I'm really bad at it. (laughs) It's something I really need to get better at. Um, So if, you know, if you aren't somebody who naturally does this already, if you aren't somebody who's, you know, naturally gifted in memorization, this is a great read. Um, And really for anyone who just wants to, you know, deepen that time in their devotional lives by adding that scripture memorization and knowing how important it is. So 100 verses every Christian should know. Yeah, and I love this book. I'm actually going through a friend with this book, or going through this book with a friend this summer. Did, did I ever get that out so it made like a sentence you could understand? Like we said, not enough coffee. Not enough coffee in the world. Okay. But I really love Robert Morgan, and our next book is in our devotion section, and it is also by Robert Morgan, and it's a devotional called All to Jesus, and he... Has um, he's really well known for writing devotions that are, are hymn stories. He takes a favorite hymn, and he'll give you the background and the, the history of maybe the author or the circumstance in which the hymn was written. And once you've read those things, when we sing those songs, you never quite sing them the same way again. There's just a, a true, you understand the heart behind them, and they're awesome. But this devotion's a little bit different. Every devotion here is centered on a scripture that has the word all in it. And... Um, You know, while reading the Bible, if you circled the word all, every time you came to it, you would be amazed how often that it's there. We did an all things uh, retreat a few years ago, and it was just really one of my favorites. But God uses this so often in connections with both promises and with warnings, with blessings and with judgments. But this devotion reveals to you all of who God is, all of what he does, and at the end of it all, he is all you really need every day, all year long. And so... All to Jesus by Robert Morgan in your devotion section. You're up. Hello. Okay. This is weird. I just want to let you know. Okay. 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 I'm liking it. The pressure's off me. (laughs) It found a place to land. Okay. All right. So next in our women's section is Grace for the Good Girl. And this was, I know you're probably not supposed to pick favorites. 
You didn't warn. You didn't say I couldn't pick a favorite. So this is my favorite <laughs> from this year. Um, it's by Emily P. Freeman, and this is my first time reading her. And I have to say, I love her writing style. You will not find probably a more candid honest author out there right now. I mean, she literally will say things. I'll be like, I can't believe she just said that. Like, I love it because it's what you're, it's what you're thinking. And she just says it. So it's really good. (laughs) But Grace for the Good Girl is all about letting go of the try hard life. And it, you know, it tackles, it's this touchy subject. Um, Like I said, she's honest, candid. Um, She goes into, the whole point of it is to reveal the masks that we as women wear going through life. And I need that back. (laughs) And I'm going to kind of share what some of those masks are. She talks about hiding behind our good performance. We hide behind our good reputation. We hide behind the fake fine. That's a loaded word. I know all of you use it. I use it all the time. <laughs> hiding behind her acts of service, her spiritual disciplines, her strength and responsibility, and hiding in her comfort zone. And, I, you know, this is one of those books when I first saw the cover, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, I should read that. And I had this thought of like, oh, I shouldn't read that, though, because then people will know I struggle with that. If that was your thought, that means you need this book. (laughs) And don't be ashamed of that. I so needed this book. And, you know, as you're going through it, you might think, oh, I don't struggle with that, or I don't struggle with this. I guarantee you there's either someone in your life that does, and this will provide a way to minister to them, or that there's something in here that you do struggle with that you don't realize you struggle with until you see it plainly written out and explained. And she goes into, um, she's, you know, it's divided into two parts. The first one, like I said, it's showing us those masks that we wear. It kind of goes into why we think we need to wear them, how they come about in our lives, different circumstances. Um, she has a lot of great examples and stories in it, if that's the kind of writing style you like. Um, it's very, very easy read. Um, And then part two, she goes about finding our true identity in Christ and his grace. And one thing that I absolutely loved about this book is that she doesn't present you with some new magic formula. It's not like she all of a sudden discovered, like, you know, here's the way to live in God's grace. It's reminding us of what we already know. And that's so something that I need. It's like, you know, you've read it a thousand times. You've heard a thousand Bible studies on it. And this book is really making you stop and remember what you already know about God's grace and how to live in it. So it's really good. It's my favorite. So, you know, recommend Grace for the Good Girl by Emily Freeman. Awesome. Yeah, that's next on my list. I don't have any of those issues, but I might be able to help one of you by reading it. Because I care about you that way. Okay. Also in Christian Living, um, A Woman's Walk in Grace by Catherine Martin. If you were at dinner last night, the very enthusiastic, passionate woman who prayed for our meal was Catherine Martin. She's here with us again this year at another retreat. This has happened a few times, and why I'm excited about that is she has all her books. She has a table outside the dining room, so I would really encourage you to stop and uh, take a look. She is just amazing. I just love her. Um, We've had her books on the list before, and she writes books that are both really deep, but they're really easy to read and enjoy. I, I like to describe her. She's a scholar with the heart and the gift of a storyteller, and You know, if she was your neighbor, you would want to have coffee with her every day. I really like her. I've met her a few times, had a chance to get to know her and talk to her, and she is just, her passion for the Lord just leaps off every page of her books. And the topic again here is grace again, but it's a little bit different than this book that Ashley was talking about, because it's a great introduction to the basic um, 
principles of grace for like the newer believer, what it does beyond saving us, how it can be, um, how we can be transformed so that our days are really walking in grace. And for the more mature believer, it's like a refreshing walk in the garden where you are in familiar territory, but you stop and admire the beauty of everything you see. She has this affirmation of grace in the beginning that I just love that says, because of God's grace, I am secure forgiven, accepted, and loved forever by God. I am always in God's audience, united with Christ, and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I stand in extravagant grace, the perfect environment for spiritual growth. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing, and I have everything I need. I am God's beautiful masterpiece, designed for his purposes and plans. I have the hope of heaven, where I will live with Christ forever, and I believe it, I receive it, and I live it. I love this. And at the end of the book, she has a much longer affirmation that kind of just expands on that and includes a principle that we learn about grace throughout every chapter of the book. So, uh, yeah, told you she has a a table out there. Um, Lost my train of thought. A Woman's Walk with Grace, Catherine Martin, stop by her table. All right, back in the women's section is a women's passionate pursuit of God. Actually, I think that's women's, oh, women oh, with study. Women with study. Sorry. Not all the books. I get you asked every year about ones that would be good for a study that have study questions. All those in this section do. Like this one. <laughs> all right, this is a study through the book of Philippians. And if you're with Calvary Chapel Vista, you know, we just finished up Philippians. And this is a great book to continue on in that, to continue a little bit deeper. Um, If you weren't part of the study, this is also a great book just to do on your own. Um, It it goes through the book of Philippians, and like Mom said, it has in the back of each chapter what's called the personal pursuit. So it takes you through some extra scriptures, asks some questions. Um, You know, it's great as an individual study this summer, or like I said, you know, if you want to get together with a group of women, it would be great to do that with as well. Um, It's a real light read. It's, you know, it's not a heavy book to get through, and it just... You know, it helps you dig into Philippians even deeper um, to find that, I love how she puts it, that resilient joy, that consistent contentment, and that indescribable peace that Paul writes on. So if that's something you're, you know, looking for this summer, if you're trying to find, you know, a a way to go a little bit deeper into Philippians, this is a great book, Um, like I said, either individually or at the group. So Women's Passionate Pursuit of God by Carol Ladd. Okay, and also in the same section, we have... When a Woman Lets Go of the Lies by Cheryl Broderson. Now, one of the most significant books in my Christian life that I ever read, and it's true that I don't know about the smart thing, but um, I read kind of really like way more than the average person. So uh, one of the most significant books in my walk was uh, Lies Women Believe and the Truths That Set Them Free by Nancy Lee DeMoss. And I read it. It was been out like 10 or 15 years, and I read it years and years ago, and I've read it uh, probably every couple years since then. And since she wrote that book, there's been a number of books that have come out with a similar theme, and all of them have been good, but I found hers to kind of be my default when somebody asked me for a book on that topic. I haven't had another one that I really wanted to recommend until now. I really, really loved this book. It's a little bit different in style, but it's written by Cheryl Broderson. She is the wife of Brian Broderson, for a lot of you that might not know this. He uh, is one of the pastors at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. She's also the daughter of Kay and Chuck Smith, Pastor Chuck, uh, started and established Calvary Chapel. And she writes with just passion and transparency and not a small amount of humor. She is so really funny. And she identifies in this book the lies that Christian women 
like Karen was talking about, don't often realize that they believe, and she shows us how to let them go. The table of contents reveals that we're looking at things like the concept of deception, where it came from, and when we face the lies. And then she starts addressing the individual lies, like the lie that God's word can't be believed, letting go of uncertainty and embracing God's promise, or the lie, the devil made me do it, let go of blame, embrace responsibility. Uh, The lie, I'm not worthy, let go of insecurity and embrace your identity in God. I love this one, the lie, God doesn't speak into my life, letting go of confusion. Anyone confused? Like me, and the lie, I can't be forgiven, um, and more. It's just a really awesome, awesome book. Lies, or not lies, women believe. When a woman lets go of the lies, Cheryl Broderson in your section, Women with a Study Guide. But you know, let's talk about men, shall we? Yep, let's talk about men. I like men. Women ask me, I'm a biker chick, I like men, I'm always with a bunch of men, it's weird, so this is like, oh, I can borrow lip gloss here, this is so nice, but women do ask me all the time for books for their husbands or their sons or a boss or someone like that, I get asked for that a lot, so this year we have a whole section by men for men, so if you read them, you would be like, probably, what, no, it's for the men. Okay, they'll get it. The first two on your list, so I don't have them with me to show you, but they're devotionals who are written by men who are really well-known in the sports world. One is Tony Dungy, who is the first African-American coach to win the Super Bowl with his team, the Indianapolis Colts. And the other is Joe Gibbs, who was an NFL coach also and won three Super Bowls and now is involved in NASCAR as the owner of Joe Gibbs Racing. No booze from the Anderson girls over here. I don't want to hear anything from the Casey Kane fans or anything like that. But these guys are solid believers who bring a lot of wisdom and insight into their writing for men. And they use a lot of their life experiences in sports to help illustrate how God works in and through their lives. And both of these guys also have other biographies and other books. So they are great choices for men, the men in your life. But I think if you asked a man, if you had one wish, what would it be? He would say that I could understand women. That I could understand women. Well, the next two books on our list do just that. They help men understand and have a great relationship with both their wives and their daughters. Neither book is How to Be a Christian Husband or How to Be the Spiritual Leader in Your Home. They kind of presume you're already there and on that path. That's why you're looking to deepen your relationship with the women in your life and to understand them more. Um, In fact, one of the books, That's My Girl, there was times when I stopped in that book and went, is this a Christian book? Because there's not a lot of scripture or illustration from the Bible. But uh, they're both very, very sound. Uh, the first one is 52 things wives need from their husbands. You know, if that miraculously appeared on his nightstand, you don't have to say where it came from. Uh, really great. Short. <laughs> it's really good. It's just got little short, uh, you know, kind of in, you know, just like, oh, it's almost like a devotional, like a one-page reading. The other one is, That's My Girl, How a Father's Love Protects and Empowers His Daughter. And it was really, really good. Um, It's very, very informational. Um, And when Ashley had her ultrasound and I found out it was a girl, I gave this book to my son-in-law, who really, really liked it. Did you have something you want to say about that? Yeah, the That's Your Girl book I think was great. My husband is a really practical guy, and I know a lot of your husbands are the same way. It's just how guys are wired. And, you know, when... Before we found out we were having a girl, um, for the record, I have a girl. I'm not having a girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry. There's nobody in there. Anyway. Um, 
<laughs> okay, off topic. Okay, so anyway, when we found out we were having a girl, immediately my husband goes into like, I need to do research mode because he has no idea. I mean, he, you know, he'll tell you he barely understands me. And so, you know, he's kind of fear stricken when he found out we were having a girl. And so this book was great for him because it really, like, you know, mom was saying, it's practical and it's not how to raise your daughter to be a good Christian girl. They, you know, they know you're going to do that. It's literally how to relate to your girl. You just, like, you know, you're different. They're, they're boys, we're girls. You know, you're never going to be able to cross that divide. And so this is ways to relate to your daughter. This is, you know, explaining how, you know, the different seasons in her life, you know, just even physiologically, the, you know, chemicals that go on in your brain when you're a teenager that makes you crazy and, you know, all that stuff. And, and it even talks about how your wife gets crazy when she's pregnant. He found that really helpful. And, you know, and so... And it is. It's super practical. You know, I really recommend it. You know, I think it's great for new dads, but I think it's even great for a dad who's, you know, got a little bit older girls at home. You know, it just, you know, it covers their whole lives. It's not just when they're little. And, um, you know, yeah, it's super practical. He really enjoyed it. So we we recommend it. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's go to this. Which one? That one. Skip down to... Is that in devotions? That's in, or actually, go back up to devotions. And while you do, I'm just going to mention, if you're going to read one book this year, do I need to say it? It better be the Word of God. Amen? <laughs> but I want to recommend to you the one-year Bible again, just because it's such a great tool if you struggle, like we all do in some seasons, to be in the Word consistently. It's something that's broken down um, in logical biblical order, but... It's broken down into four sections of the Bible in about a a 15-minute-a-day reading. It's got a portion of the Old, a portion of the New, a portion of the Psalms, and a portion of the Proverbs. And you don't have to do it all in one day. I've had years where I've done just the Old Testament or just the New Testament, but it's a great tool to help you stay consistent in the Word. It's in uh, a number of translations now. They've come out with New King James Version, and it is also available in Spanish. So, one-year Bible... And to go with your one-year Bible, we have Wisdom for Women devotional by our own Debbie Bryson. So, this is how she convinced me to do this, because she said I got to talk about Debbie's book. So, <laughs> this is a fantastic devotional written by our very own Debbie Bryson. If you don't go to our church, don't know who that is. Um, her and her husband, George, have been part of our fellowship forever. Um, she's a frequent teacher in our women's ministry, and she is a gifted, gifted writer, as we see in this devotional. Um, It goes along with the Proverbs that you read in your one-year Bible. You don't have to do it in conjunction with the one-year. If you're not going through the one-year, it's still a fantastic devotional to go through. Each devotion's only a page long. It's a real quick read. Um, And you know what? I have to say, the the biggest thing about this is it's constantly surprising me. I've read a lot of devotions. I'm a huge devotional buff. I always have one that goes along with my daily reading. And, you know, it's easy to read a scripture and think, oh, I know where the author is going to take this. You know, I've heard this before. Debbie is constantly coming at scripture from a perspective that I wouldn't have seen in a million years. <laughs> and I love it because it's keeping me on my toes. It's challenging me. It's keeping me guessing. And it's, it's such an encouragement. It's like sitting down and having a cup of coffee, coffee with Debbie every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you just so see her sweet personality through this. It's encouraging. It's convicting when it needs to be convicting. Um, and most of all, it's pointing you to Jesus. 
Um, and it's, you know, I'll say it's great for busy moms too, or and just anyone who's super busy. There's some mornings where my devotions literally consist of me brushing my teeth, trying to get dressed, drinking coffee, and reading my Bible all at the same time. <laughs> and so mornings like that, this is fantastic. Cause like I said, it's short, it's, you know, not long at all, but it's meaty and you'll always get something out of it if it's the only thing you have a chance to read in the morning. So highly, highly recommend it. So what age group is that for, do you think? You know, it... First, I say, you know, probably high school and up, but I know there's some girls out there who can, you know, handle it at a younger age, even. I, I actually, we have a picture of one of the younger women who really yeah. enjoyed this book, you know. Now, I will say, she's a little advanced. I might be a little Very bit right. biased. I might, Very yeah. Right. I might be a little bit biased, but, you know. So, and yeah. anyone, really, any age. Yeah. But. <laughs> you, know, you know what, truthfully, though, Audrey is, that's, that's my granddaughter, Ashley's daughter, Audrey, and she is gleaning from the word every day, as her grandmother, as her mom does, as we learn in God's wisdom, we are passing that on to her. And she does have something a little more age-appropriate for Audrey's age. This is the more age-appropriate option. It's the one-year children's Bible, and, you know, it says it's ages 6 to 10, so, you know, as your kid is starting to learn to read, this is a great book for them to get into. Um, it's, you know, it is broken up into daily readings. It isn't in conjunction with our one-year Bible. They do pick and choose what stories they're going through, but, you know... It, any age. I read it to Audrey every morning. I know as she gets older and starts to read, she'll be reading it. So any age, any kids, you know, it's a great way to start them in the Word. It's really, um, you know, I mean, it, it goes through the whole Bible. So it's fantastic to start them early in this. And then in the back it has, you know, little tidbits about life in Bible times as they get older and start to ask questions about what things mean. You know, it's a great resource for your kids. Highly recommend it to go with your Wisdom for Women's devotional and your one-year Bible. And your one-year Bible. Okay, see you guys tomorrow. Okay, back welcoming Marianne and Ashley. Hey, ladies. Well, I got a couple questions for you this morning, and it does not involve how much coffee did you drink? Because it's not enough. We know that. Um, just a quick question. How many of you do not have your Bible with you in this room right now? You've been using a smartphone or your tablet. Raise your hand. Wow. Okay. Okay. I have something to say about that. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Normally, me too. So I'll tell you later why that is. Also, too, I just wondered, how many gals are using the um, headphones or listening through with the interpreter? Could you raise your hands? I'm trying to see. Are they here? There were. Oh, is that it? Donde es? Sorry. Mary. Okay. Just curious. All right. About that. All right. Moving on. Um, I think that's it. You're up. Again, she gets me to go first. That's what happens when they when she writes the schedule. It's not fair. Okay. Mom. So this morning in our women's section, I think it's just women's, right? Not, I think so. Yeah, just in our women's section is my so-called life is the Proverbs 31 wife. Wait, wait, wait. Where's the show? Okay, there it is. I need it. I need it. It's cute. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is not. I love this book because it comes with a warning. I mean, how fun is that? It, just, it makes you feel like you're living on the edge when you read it. Okay. <laughs> I don't get out much. I'm, I'm not very adventurous. <laughs> all right, let me read you the warning for this book. This book is not a collection of tips on cooking, sewing, and all things homemaking. If that's what you're looking for, please find another book. If anything, what you hold in your hands might be, a better, might be better described as a collection of what not to do. This book is really just one woman's story of her quest to be a better wife and what happens when her circumstances don't cooperate. And I loved this book because it 
totally changed my perspective on the Proverbs 31 wife. It's a candid look by Sarah Horn, just written out like it would be on a blog, of her day-to-day experiences trying to be the quote-unquote Proverbs 31 wife. And she poses the question of what does that look like in the 21st century? It's not the way it used to be. There's women at work now, you know, who work full-time jobs. There's stay-at-home wives. There's wives who work part-time. It's not the same dynamic that it used to be in our homes. And she talks about that. What does the Proverbs 31 woman look like in your life, in your circumstance? And even in seasons, the changes, you know, season to season in our lives. Super funny. She's hilarious. <laughs> um, it's a really great read. It'd be great for your summer, you know, if you're looking for something to read while you're at the beach. Super fun, really light, but it's really rich, full of great, great wisdom. So, My So-Called Life as the Proverbs 31 Wife by Sarah Horn. Oh, I'm still up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, next in marriage section is A Couple After God's Own Heart by Jim and Elizabeth George. And I love these two. They are probably some of my favorite authors. They're super, super practical. They're just to the facts. It's like, here's what you need to do. Here's how to do it. That's it. Simple. (laughs) And that's what I like in a book. (laughs) Um, This is about building a lasting marriage together. And something about this book that was super sweet is that even though it's written by the two of them, they make a point to not let you know who's writing what. Um, So it's just written like one person's writing it. And the reason they did that is because they didn't want you, as you're going through it with your husband, to think like, you know, oh, here's what she has to say. I'm going to focus on this. And, oh, husband's talking now? Okay. You know. Because oh. <laughs> that can happen if we're honest. Sometimes we read books by husband and wife, and we're sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But, oh, here, this is what you need to do. You know. <laughs> so this is a great, great book to go through with your husband. It's intended to go through with your spouse. Um, the first part is all character studies of biblical couples. Goes talks about Adam and Eve, talks about Ruth and Boaz, David and Bathsheba, and the different examples that we see from them in the scriptures of how to be married, how, you know, different dynamics. Um, and then the second part of it is a 30-day devotional challenge to do with your spouse. So super great, highly recommended if you're looking for something to go through with your spouse this summer. God or a couple after God's own heart by Jim and Elizabeth George. Now it's your turn. Finally. <laughs> I was just going to go get more coffee and let her finish, but she, doesn't, she didn't read this one yet. So, um, Also in your marriage, I want to talk for a minute about winning in without words. And this was just a really, real, this might be the best book that I've ever read on being in a spiritually mismatched marriage. Whether your husband's unsaved or he knows the Lord and he's just not walking with the Lord now, this book gives you some really great tools to make your marriage great, not save your spouse. Because just to make it clear, that's, God's job, okay? Yours is to be his wife, and that's a difficult thing to walk when you are so yearning for your husband to know the Lord. Um, both of these authors, they have a ministry, ministering to women who are in spiritually mismatched marriages, and both of them have unsaved husbands, and they would tell you honestly in this book, they have fantastic marriages. Um, they're, I love this book, that they are honest and they're transparent about how they got those types of marriages, what they did right, but really, I think more importantly for us in those situations, what they did wrong, just to warn you so you don't end up going down that path. I'll tell you, honestly, as reading this as a, a really happily married woman, this was just a great practical book on marriage in general. But for the unequally yoked wife, this is, could be a life-changing book if you're willing to let God do that. So the book is Winning in Without Words, Ten Keys to Thriving in Your Spiritually Mismatched Marriage by Lenine Donovan and Deneen Miller. And I think it's you again. It's you again. 
It demanded credentials she didn't have and required courage she couldn't seem to find, and she promised to follow where God led, but she never thought the road would lead to a Mayan village on a Guatemalan mountainside. Um, It was just an awesome, honest look at what would really be such a life change for most of us to, you know, only get our water from a well that was right next to the only electrical line in town where you routinely got shocked if you weren't careful to pumping water you know, as we're complaining about how long it takes for it to get warm in our sink. It was just a fascinating look, an honest look of just what God will do in the thing you never expect in life. She's bold. She's courageous. You can call her anything but a coward, but that's the name of the book, Call of the Coward by Marsha Mostyn. Let me see where we are because I don't know. Oh, it's you. Oh, good. (laughs) You guys are going to be tired of hearing from me. Okay. So in your youth section, you know, yesterday I talked about um, Grace for the Good Girl, is being my favorite this year, and this is Graceful, by, also by Emily Freeman, and it's the younger version of Grace for the Good Girl, for your teens and young adults, and this was a great one, also, you know, it's the same kind of premise, letting go of that try-hard life, and it's sort of, while Grace for the Good Girl was like, okay, you're like this already, here's how to overcome this. This is sort of more preventative. You know, a lot of the reasons why we wear the masks we wear and why we are the way we are is something that started when we were younger. You know, if you really look back at it, it's, you know, insecurities from high school, junior high, things like that. You know, the things that we were brought up in. And this is a great book for those girls, you know, teens, junior high school. I probably wouldn't say junior high, probably high school and up. But, um, you know, it's a great chance for them to read it and kind of prevent them from becoming those women who are, you know, secure in the Lord's grace and who, you know, tend to wear those masks and, you know, do the try-hard life thing. Um, and also, if you have girls that are already kind of doing that, it's, you know, it has the same type of premise as the other book. It encourages them to live in His grace. It goes through all the masks that they feel like they need to wear. Super great read. You know, you could even, if you read Grace for the Good Girl, you know, you want to get this for your daughter, you guys can go through it kind of side by side. A lot of it coincides. Um, it's just more age appropriate. So if you have young girls at home, highly recommend it. Graceful by Emily Freeman. Yeah, we're yeah, done. We're done. <laughs> um, you want to get the yeah. stuff that we're going to, here's the list of what we're giving away. Okay, real quick, youth section. I just wanted to mention, Ashley mentioned Jim and Elizabeth George. Uh, we have a book in there, Wise Decision Making for Young Men. What I love about the Georges is that they write for their respective genders, and they do it for all age groups. They have, you know, young man, you know, a man after God's own heart, young man after a God's own heart, boy after a God's own heart. Similarly for the girls. They have some fantastic stuff for, for young people um, that are kind of like preteen age, then teen young adults, and then for men and for women. So you'll see that there. And also, just on a side note, if you um, want to learn how to make wise decisions, this isn't on your list. You can write it down. Charlie Campbell has a fantastic DVD out called Wise Decision Making. It's navigating the gray areas of life. Um, You can find that on his website, alwaysbeready.com, or Google his name, Charlie H. Campbell. It was one of my very favorite studies. He normally does apologetic stuff. But uh, this was kind of a side teaching he did, and it was just so powerful and um, really, really helpful. Also in the youth, I want to talk really quick just about awesome Bible verses every kid should know. It's just a really fun little book that, um, oh, I'd say like maybe 8 to 10, you know, 8 to 10, 8 to 12-year-olds. Um, Rebecca Letzer wrote it. That's a pastor, she's the wife of Pastor Erwin Letzer at um, He Who Also Writes Great Books. It's organized into three topics with three or four scripture verses from different places of the Bible, and it gives a little explanation for the kids and a little, you know, activity thought for them. 
So the stuff in the youth category, I think we've got it all by kind of age group. But uh, really liked this one, never too young to get them started. Awesome Bible verses every kid should know and what they mean.